welcome everyone to Oh Come On Sports. Oh come on. With Jesse and Mike. It is Wednesday, August 7th, uh, about 10 to 9 p.m. Um, we are going to be talking about Marcus Stroman uh, scorching earth on his way out of the Jays organization. Um, the NCAA adopting a new agent rule, which uh, is we all know is a shot at Rich Paul. <laughs> And uh, also, we're going to discuss players not representing their countries um, for tournaments. Um, basketball specifically. Basketball specifically. Uh, we might touch a little bit on hockey in that. Uh, it'll be a short one today because we are right in the thick of dog days of summer, let me tell you. Yeah. Um, Baseball is basically the only thing going on, only going on in the sports world. I wanted to bring up, are you excited? Fantasy football season's around yes, the corner. Yes, I'm very excited. Like three weeks away. Yeah, and I know fantasy football Twitter goes all year round without fail, but you can tell it's it's amped up now. People are doing drafts. They're talking oh, about the I, season coming up. You know, it's I used awesome. to do a mock draft here and there, but this year I've been mock drafting like a madman. Yeah. So if you guys don't draft the way my mock drafts have gone, I'm going to be very mad at you. Well, you know, you know, we, our group is a, is a little bit different. Like our group has guys in mind that they like, and they go for them, even if it's a little bit early. So yep. It can mess with it. Can mess with this. The yeah, whole... exactly. I'm just I'm gonna wait. You know, I'm pretty sure one of our guys is gonna keep Tom Brady, so that'll be interesting. Yeah, you know, that but... is gonna be interesting. And uh, yeah, I'm interested. Yeah. I should. Uh, I've been polling people to see who their keepers are gonna be because oh, I'm yes? trying to figure out. Uh, need... what, are, what are your keepers gonna be? What are, uh, who are you thinking right I now? I think right now Juju Smith Schuster, uh, Ty Hilton probably, and then I got even, even with Andrew Luck possibly being hurt. Like, Is he hurt again? Was calf is messed up or something? Oh, like, are you worried about? Okay, I'm well, always worried about his injury. I thought <laughs> I thought he was finally healthy. I thought this was gonna be you know the first time in two years that him and and Luck were gonna be healthy at the same time. So anyway, uh, I also got Dalvin Cook and Nick Chubb. So not elite running backs, but guys that hopefully have good years. So that's good. That's good. But but I'm gonna end up trading somebody, or I want to end up trading somebody because I'm not gonna can't four guys obviously that were. Well, who's the fourth that you're thinking? Well, I'm, oh, because you got Ty. Yeah, Ty Chubb. So, so I'm thinking of trading Dalvin Cook or Nick Chubb to somebody. Hopefully. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, I'm gonna take myself out of the running because I got you don't three. Need any run, of those guys? No, I yeah. got three running backs that I'm gonna keep. I yeah. think I'm pretty darn sure. Uh, so obviously Christian McCaffrey. Yes. Uh, Devontae Freeman. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure we're gonna keep Leonard Fournette. Yeah. It's between him and possibly George Kittle. Yeah. Um, are your wide receivers? You don't have any good I don't receivers? Know. I think Robert Woods is my best wide receiver. Oh, yeah. yeah. So I'll be. He had a good season, but it's not a keeper. Uh, yeah, I'm going to be wide receiver hunting early in the draft there. Yeah. Um, Every, but there's lots. It seems like there are quite a few. Like, like Adam's been trying to get wide receivers a lot. Yeah. And I'm like, I wouldn't mind trading one of my wide receivers, but I don't want to just. I want to trade it for another keeper. I don't want to trade it for a pick or anything yeah. like that. Well, he's offering Gurley. I know. Yeah, I know. And but that's, yeah. Um, there's it, knee problems there, man. When you you near arthritis of the knee, you're like, hey, well, I don't know. I, I've been nervous about Gurley since kind of mid last season there, but uh, I would still, <laughs> I would still like him in my lineup. Yep. So, um, yeah, that's coming around the corner. We got uh, preseason football on right now. Uh, I don't watch any of that shit. No, but, not interested. Uh, it means it's close. Yeah. That's that's what it means. Um, so to begin, players from the U.S. basketball and Canadian basketball teams are opting out of the FIBA tournament that's supposed to be in... Uh, was it Japan? No, that's not right. Well, it's in the, it's in the Far East. There basically. you go. <laughs> it's either Australia or something. I don't fucking know. I don't care, to be quite honest. Um... Tons of the stars opted out um, 
from the U.S., Anthony Davis, um, uh, who like a bunch of them, Dame Lillard's uh, yeah. bowed out, um, C.J. McCollum bowed out, all kinds of guys, and the biggest stars like Durant's obviously hurt; he's not going to do it. Uh, LeBron James bowed out like two years ago because you have to give some kind of commitment, right? Um, and then in Canada, uh, R.J. Barrett's not playing. Um, Andrew Wiggins isn't playing. Uh, uh, basically, all our guys that are decent are playing, except for Corey Joseph and Kelly Olynyk. Mm-hmm. This is yeah. So my question to you is: uh, a lot of people are like, like they get all they get their backs up and they're they're like patriotic and they're like, why don't you want to represent your country? Yeah. Like, do you care? Do you know you, what? I do. You I think they should. I do care about the Canada basketball because that. There's a lot of guys sitting out. This is a team that if you do have any pride for your country, this is a team that should be a lot better than it is. And I'm not saying that they're going to compete with the Americans or maybe even Argentina for that matter. But I think they should be at least trying to put together the best team they can, especially given the fact that their talent has come along a long way in the last five to seven years. But is FIBA even a big tournament? Like, I know it's the World Championships, but does it, like... It's not the Olympics. No, it's not. It doesn't have the ca- the name cachet that, that brings you out. Well, so then here's another thing that I, I don't like about it then. If you're going to sit out this and you and then for some reason say Canada does really good on yeah. the backs of these guys in the world championships, yeah. these no names, highly unlikely. But say, for instance, it happens. Now, are all the guys that are sitting out of the world championships going to all of a sudden say, oh, I want to be an Olympian. I'll yeah. play now. And yeah. now the guys that got you there aren't even going to get the due, the due recognition. Team USA did that. They made it that if you're going to be in the Olympics, you had to commit to be on the FIBA roster for the World Championships. I think that's a good uh, rule. I'm sure they're going to bend the rules for LeBron James, yeah. just by the way. Well, um, and, and kind of like to hockey has a similar, or well, for instance, Team Canada in the World Championships. They really feel like Hockey Canada really feels that going to the World Championships is an entryway into the Olympics. You know, and it's not doesn't mean they're going to leave Drew Doughty or something off that team, yeah, yeah. but they prefer if guys go. To be honest, um, I don't care. I don't care about like I don't maybe I'm, I I I know this. I'm not patriotic uh, in in any way. Like I don't sit there and you know get Canada tattooed on my arm. <laughs> if they don't want to play, they don't want to fucking play. Yeah, you know, I think the timing of the tournament is really dumb. It's in September. I would agree with that. Just yeah. before the season starts, like, of course you're not going to get guys. They're re- they're CJ McCollum uh, actually uh, had an interview, and he, I think he put it best is that is that if we do this tournament after the All Star break, we're we're going to be burnt out. Right. And he's like, especially if all the big names don't come, because then you're not managing minutes. Now, like CJ McCollum is going to have to play 35 minutes instead of 25. Right. And that's going to like he's like I'm trying to. Get into the playoffs with my with my club team, basically, yeah, and do well. And so, like, this doesn't matter. And, you know, so, what is? Because wouldn't wouldn't it be a good warm up to the season too? So, I guess I guess what they're planning on doing is not as much running and just working on skills and just kind of well, easing into the season. Like, wouldn't it make sense to get a running we start, playing we, some meaningful no, come games? Come on, it's eighty two games. We all know they coast for the first little <laughs> bit. Let's let's be honest with each other. This is why the NBA is looking at doing it mid season tournaments because they know that the the fuck it's an eighty two game exhibition for the most part. They're, like they just fuck. And, uh, okay, we'll do just enough to get in, and then we'll turn it on in the playoffs. Yeah, you're kind of right about that. You know, that. Um, I just, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't. Just because you're born in a country doesn't, and you're you're good at something, doesn't mean you should be required to represent your country like that. Yeah, they're that, not, and they're not required. I just think they they're should. not. <laughs> but 
people think they should be. Yeah. Like, they don't understand why. And it's like, yeah. they have families, some of these guys. Oh, and, like, and I'm not that way. I understand why. I just you know, want them to. Yeah. Whatever that means. It's selfish or whatever. I just want... Because I want the Canada basketball program to be as good as it possibly can. Now, do you think if they move the world championships... Let's say that uh, uh, Adam Silver makes all these changes and it's a mid-season tournament like, by countries. Yeah. And that's the world championships now. Obviously, Canadian players are going to play in that. Right, yeah. Because if they reduce their workload during the regular season, then it makes sense, right? Yeah, for sure. Now, if they had it right after this, the NBA Finals, kind or you can't really have it during the playoffs. Well, you could. The NHL does That would be like the World Championships in the NHL. So then as players drop out of the playoffs, you yeah. go to the, your World Championship but you know what? team. Nobody, like, there's not many people in Canada that give a shit about the World Championships. Nobody so that's very does. much a European thing. Nobody does, really, in Canada. You know, it's big in Europe. Yeah. I get that. Yeah. But here? Yeah. Nope. No, not at all. You know, no, nobody gets... That's well, why, like, Crosby gets gets knocked out in the first round. He's like, eh, yeah. I don't want to go. Well, and these guys, I, I, I completely understand it. Here I am saying I want these guys to play, and selfishly I do, but at the same time, I understand. I mean, you just played an 80... For, for, for hockey, for instance, you just played an 82-game season. You, you went a little bit into the playoffs. Like, you're done. Like, yeah. you'd be... Time, yeah. time to hit the lake. Yeah, exactly. Take a, take a load off. It's so. definitely time to hit the lake as opposed to going to some country in russia that you've never heard of that is just like you know not exactly the best way to spend yeah that time. i i agree with that yeah. um i think the, I lo- russia's beautiful but i'm just saying that's a long way to travel yes to a place that's um, not exactly a holiday location i think what works against it is time of year that this tournament is happening that's why guys are dropping out also the um the name cachet if it was the Olympics, they wouldn't. They would be there, right? But yeah. Because it's not the Olympics, it doesn't have the name value. It's yeah. like eh, I don't care, you know. That's why I want them even more to go. Be the best Canada team yeah. and and but and play against the best or play against the t- teams even if they don't have their best. Play against them and beat them. Baseball has the World Baseball Classic every like three yeah. or four years or whatever in the in during spring training. Yeah. Not everybody goes to that. No, that's I don't true. even think Joey Votto played for Canada the last time. No, but it's but the, they had to convince yeah. Freddie Freeman to use his like. Mother's heritage. God, that was nice. That's a nice. (laughs) We need a guy. Please come. God, Joey Votto always does shit like that. He's annoying. (laughs) He's an annoying Canadian to me. (laughs) And me? Okay, you do you do you guy. Yeah. Do you? Yeah. But go play basketball for your country. Come on. (laughs) Okay. Um, So Marcus Stroman uh, scorches the Jays front office on the way out. Yeah, he just he just let it let everyone know that uh, they claimed that they were talking extension. He says that was a lie. He said that they were playing for the future, and players and fans don't want that. Yeah. Um, thoughts? Uh he he. The Blue Jays were obviously trying to get his trade value up by saying he was. Uh, they were working on an extension with him, and he poo pooed that right away. So that's not cool. But they've had a rocky relationship for the last little while. Basically, since this management group came in, uh, they've had a rocky relationship with Marcus Stroman, who's already a kind of a hard guy to get along with anyway. But guys like Gibby and Alex Anthopoulos kind of let him be him, and uh, he was a lot more comfortable there. It seems like there's more vets though. Yeah, like more they, vets to keep. They them, allowed yeah. the kid to be the kid. Yeah, because I, I, I'm pretty sure the hope was that their their leadership would rub off on him, and that that. Uh, shit burning oven that he right. has would kind of be tamed as he got older yeah. it did not yeah it did not um no it didn't and i mean is anyone surprised he said this and the things he said are kind of they're not wrong a lot of them like they're, they're not wrong but yeah. what i was 
I was curious about is that when he said the fans don't want to save wins for later. And and part of me is like, yeah, that makes sense. I would rather them try to compete every year. Right, yeah. But at the same time, they have like the front office ha- has one of the hardest jobs because they have to figure out that if they look and they say this team is not going to do anything, we need to start putting they need to make the hard decision to build for the future. That's a hard decision. For sure. And I understand that Marcus Stroman wants to win every night. And, and, and those and are the players you want. Everyone in baseball would want to do that. But what he's also saying in this statement, he's saying, he's saying, fuck your plan. <laughs> you guys should be bringing in these top-notch free agents. You should be yeah. drafting these studs all the time. Well, it's not that easy, Marcus. Like, yeah. not everyone wants to come to Canada. You've been great, and you love it here, so thank you for that. But not everyone wants to come here. Exactly. So uh, you have to draft, and you have to build your farm, and you have to build from within. And we're finally starting to see that happen with the Blue Jays right now. We are. And, oh, Bull Bichette's been on fire. Yeah. Um, uh, it'll be interesting to see if we get any arms. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> we, well, got, we got no pitching back. Well, that's the thing. Uh, kind of... Piggybacking on what I just said there, did you see that Shai Davidi uh, P, uh, article that he put out today? I did not. It just it was regarding how the the narrative around the Jays needs to start shifting, and he's like he's like it's the fans and the management that are to blame for this. Okay, yeah, and it was it was it's something we've been talking about for months, almost since we started this podcast. We've been talking about this disconnect between management and the fans, and the the way their messaging is is happening, and it's it's infuriating to yeah. listen to. And Shai Davidi basically pointed this all out and said the Jays haven't been good with communicating oh. but they're working a plan that's actually working no yes. no no they don't have any pitching right now they're aware they're completely void of pitching but you know they pick up a guy like uh, Wagaspeck uh, who he's three and one in his last four games he was picked up for Aaron Loop last year so you trade Aaron Looper for a guy that may be a potential starter for you going forward the, this management group has made shrewd little moves like that that people aren't talking about they're kind of giving him a hard time. I've been giving him a hard time. The, and and Shai's whole point in his thing is, in his piece, was that, you know, it's time to put that narrative aside and say, you know what, let's look to the future. They got a good young core. They're going to add arms when the time is right, which is going to be sooner than they thought by the looks of it. To me, they're they're going through the, they're doing like the Cubs type of rebuild where they're drafting position players. Yeah. But they're going to use trades and free agency to stock their pitching depth. Right. Um, which is kind of goes counterculture to what most teams would do. Usually, it was you like, want to load up on you, pitching. You need to load yeah. up on pitching. You yeah. can always find a bat. That was always the thing. You can always find a bat. Yeah. Um, and the Jays seem to be going like, well, no, we're gonna. I think it, it might be because it might be easier for them to um, project what uh, a hitter is going to be like sure. compared to what a pitcher is going to be like. Yeah, absolutely. I could see that. You and know? it seems like we're in that. And more injuries with pitchers too. Like yeah. the guy can throw a hundred, but if he blows on his elbow, that's it. He's he, like he can never throw a hundred again. That's right. And we're in this era of these young guys that are doing so much, like position players that are doing so much. I mean, we all know about uh, Okuna in, in uh, Atlanta, but then yeah. you see just to go Blue Jay specific here, a guy like Bo Bichette, this young kid, this this like he looks like an actual kid up there playing baseball, and he's he's slapping the home runs to opposite field. He's going with the ball. Uh, he's struggling a little bit on defense, but he can work on that. The, the point is he's confident at the plate. And he's hitting major league pitching like it's nothing. Yep. Um, so, like, it's basically I think we're both on the same page that we want to. Um, uh, we like the rebuild the way it's going. It's just we wish that they had a better message yeah. for it. Obviously, and they and they um, and another thing. Sorry to interrupt. But another thing about Davidi's piece, he pointed out the fact that. 
this management group refuses to acknowledge some of the good things that were done by the previous regime. Oh, yeah. No. Almost to the point where they, they are purposely not talking about it and they want to tear it down and get rid of every last piece that was there. Yeah. And he's absolutely right. It's it, it this, this, it's this insane thing that everything that happened... Like, but uh, was it Atkins? No, it was Shapiro came out and he basically lambasted Adopolis for, for oh, yeah. ruining the farm system for those trades. Oh, yeah. By that, the way, no. those guys they traded turned out to be nothing besides Syndergaard. Right. But, like, just by the way. Yeah, that's like, true. Hoffman? Yeah. I haven't heard his name. No. he's He might be a fifth starter in the league one day maybe, type of thing. Yeah. Maybe. You know who's the guy, that? The guys they gave to Detroit for, for David Price? Yeah. I don't hear anything about these well, guys. It'd be nice to have a Matt Boyd back. Um, the funny part is they gave up Daniel Norris and Matt Boyd in that trade, and people were like, "Oh, Daniel Norris, that's the that's the big piece." But Daniel Norris hasn't done that much, and Boyd's actually a pretty good pitcher. It'd be nice to have him back, but not at the expense of David Price. You you want David Price for that run, yeah. and there's no way you don't make that trade. I still think that's a good trade. You're you're trying to win a World Series. Tulo and David, and that's the thing. This management team. Has has like you said have have like distanced themselves from the previous regime so much. Price and Tulo greatly helped that team get to the playoffs yeah. and get to the ALCS both those years. Big time. They big, were the they they were big time helps in that stuff. The way Tulo's career ended, people forget that he was actually pretty good when he first got here. His his bat was never the same as it was in Colorado. That's no. that's absolutely for sure. But him coming in to play defense at short instead of Jose Reyes, they wouldn't have got to the playoffs without him playing shortstop defensively. I guarantee. I, I still remember when Tulo hit. I'm going to guarantee because we can never prove it. Uh, Tulo hit a home run his first game. First his at first bat. game, yeah, exactly the center field. Yeah, and and his bat was not the same. There was no. some, he it was definitely slower. There was something wrong there. But man, you needed that guy playing shortstop for you. Reyes yeah. was not going to do it. Uh, that that's a really interesting article. I'll definitely uh, take a look at that, and I encourage all our listeners to take a look because Shai Davidi is a very smart man. He's awesome. He's, um, he's a great writer. Yeah, and, and baseball guy in general. He uh, he's always got like great insight into what's going on with the Jays and everything. Um, it's on Sportsnet. Uh, going from that, we're gonna so the NCAA dropped a new rule regarding agents for players uh, that are testing the draft waters, basically. Right. I think that's what it was. Yeah. That's what they said. And they had to have a bachelor's degree in... I think it was not journalism. That's wrong. I don't. Even, I don't even remember. But whatever. They had to have a bachelor's degree. That, bachelor's degree yeah. or something. And they they had, had to be a member of this group that is apparently like an agents group or a lawyers group or something. I can't even remember. But yeah. it's 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 all these weird. Oh, roles. it was a bachelor's degree in business is what they needed. Okay. Right. Yeah. And and they needed and they needed to be like three years in school or something like that. Like there was a time that right. the agent needed to be in. Yeah. Um, and of course, LeBron uh, tweets out after or sends out on Instagram that it's the Rich Paul rule, and they're just trying to, yeah, to like give it to him because he's, yeah, I'm gonna air quote uneducated, yeah, by by school standards, I guess. Right, and th- this this is an interesting one because the NCAA can say, you know, we're putting this in place because we feel that you should have. You know, like you said, was it what was a bachelor's in economics or business or whatever? You you should be able to you should be able to talk to us on a level where we don't have to explain things to you. Yes, but at the same time, and I understand why they say that, but this is also seems like a bit of a discriminatory rule. What they're really trying to say is we don't want someone from your posse, from your from your group, <laughs> giving, giving you advice, and they're going to play it off yeah. as like 
they may give you bad advice. Yeah. They, you know. They're basically saying we don't want you pulling one of your friends and using him as your agent. Which yeah. I kind of get, but you know what? If they want to do that, they should probably be able to do that. It would be nice if that person had some business savvy and, and, and you know, they didn't need to have things explained to them by the team, but yeah. um, not that I'm saying Rich do Paul you, does. He do seems to think, be doing quite well. Do you think they're bringing this in because they're changing the draft eligibility again? They're going back down to, you don't have to go to college. Like you could be drafted at the age of 18. Do you think they're bringing in this agent thing, but they're doing, they're doing their little caveat with it because perhaps they're the NCAA and they have to do a caveat with everything. Cause they're, yeah. they're just like that. But do you think it's their way of being like almost extending an olive branch to these guys? Well, if you come to college, we can help you, you know, get to the agents. Yeah. Interesting. Like, yeah. I wonder if that was why they brought it out. To me, it's not gonna matter. I don't know what the how that would relate. If you're talented yeah. enough to be drafted at 18 and go right to the NBA, you're going right to the fucking NBA. Yeah, you don't give like college, yeah. especially after like watching what happened, uh, Zion Williamson's shoe fucking blowing up. You don't like. Yeah. You want to get that guaranteed money. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and, and I think it's because I bet you a lot of uh, I think a lot of people are seeing you know Kawhi Leonard uses uses Uncle Dennis as his agent, right? Yeah. You know, LeBron James has Rich Paul, his buddy. Yeah. Uh, maybe. Maybe these agencies are seeing the way this is going. They're like, man, we're, we're losing some clients to basically these people who are family members. Yeah. Like, are more more big names going to start doing this? Because that's going to cut massively into our uh, our bottom line. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, aren't they kind of to blame for that? Because, like, the, the notion of the agent being a shark. For and, sure. Yeah. And, like, a, like a snake oil salesman, basically. It's yeah. It's like, you kind of... Well, and they're supposed to be that for the player, so they're supposed to be a benefit to the player. But I guess what the player's saying is that, you know, instead of giving you, um, you know, whatever, agency, blah, 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 10%, I'm going to give it to one of my family members who's, who's going to be my negotiator for yeah. me. It's interesting. It's interesting. I just think it's not going to matter in the long run. If yeah. you're if you're good enough to get up to, to go to the NBA in high out of high school, you're going to the NBA. That's very true. Having having the the option to get an agent for the now my question like and I read the article and and it didn't say but what's going to happen is they test the draft waters they they get an ed, an agent to test it and then they decide to stay in school do, do they have to like like, <laughs> like what happens now does the agent just go away. Well, yeah, I guess. So. I, I mean, guess, either that, like, or the, I guess he has to, right? Yeah. Well, they're well, they're. Yeah, I mean, they're not going to be his agent while he's in college. I guess that's the rules, anyway. Well, but weird. yeah, there's. Well, I mean, there's all kinds of stuff. These guys, these oh, guys, the should, these guys like, should be getting paid in college anyway. And I don't, know, I don't know how that would work out. Uh, did uh, you like to tweet this past week about Gil Brandt talking about running backs? Yeah. Uh, and we just talked about it like uh, yeah. last episode, if not two episodes ago. Yeah. About how uh, the, these guys are not paid. Yes. Uh, running backs are not paid in college when they do all their fucking work. Yeah. Underpaid as a rookie, and then by the time they they're supposed to come into their guaranteed money, they're they got too much air quote tread on the tires yeah. and we can't pay them. The scale is off. The pay scale is off for running backs because they should be earning most of their money in college, but you're not allowed to get paid in college, obviously. Yeah. So that's yeah. like that's their highest earning point right there because they get run down so quick and i just thought he worded it perfectly there yeah um i just uh it made me proud that we talked about it first yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i was like yeah baby um he obviously listens <laughs> obviously yeah. obviously yeah. uh the uh, kill pratt the one of the mega player agents during the 90s and uh one of the uh, i think you was with the Cowboys for a time or yeah. something like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he's listening to us for sure. <laughs> <laughs> hey, people know where to go to get their information. 
Um, and I think that's about it for this week. Oh, the one last thing I would add for, I wanted to add one thing about basketball too. I saw, if you're looking for a great interview, Tim Donahue, the ref that got fired for, for, uh, for fixing games fixing allegedly. Games, yeah. yeah. He did an interview with a guy named Patrick Bet David, Patrick, and then hyphenated Bet David is his last name. And it's, if you, if you look up Tim Donahue Valuetainment or Patrick Bet David, you'll find it. And it was just a really eye-opening look at what he was doing and he was claiming he wasn't shaving points and fixing games and the fbi eventually got to that they they said he wasn't and the league says he wasn't fixing games by shaving points but he was giving picks to a person of of other games and games he was refing in and saying and saying who the winner would be and he was saying that this was based on who the officiating crew was for those games because he knew who the who the officials liked and didn't like oh like there's one ref i can't remember his name right now um, in games against Dallas, the opposing team is 15 and one. He hates Mark Cuban, despises Mark Cuban. So, and these are just little things that he picked up on. And on top of this, the NBA, like someone like Phil Jackson, for instance, will send a video. This is when Kobe Bryant. He will send a video to the league and say, "This is 25 plays where Kobe Bryant didn't get a call on him, where there should have been a call." And the league will make the refs watch this. And then Donahue says, "Inevitably, the next game." Kobe's going to go to the line 20 fucking times. Like, he's like, it isn't rocket science. Yep. It's it's just paying attention to what's going on. Yep. But, of course, he can't be giving that information. Like, that's against the rules. But but according to him, he never actually fixed the game. But that is, even though he got cleared for that, that is still definitely up for debate. Because even subconsciously, if you have money on a game that you're refing, subconsciously you might be doing things that you don't realize you you're don't actually you're doing. you're going to be sending that team to the line just a smidge more? Yeah, exactly. You know, especially... In the NBA, where every rule is is very much a judgment call. Yeah. There's no black and white in the NBA. Even traveling, there's no black and white. I, I watch it now, and I'm like, I'm pretty sure that was travel. And something that the NBA said to the FBI during the investigation is that he's, is that the NBA games are basically impossible to fix because there would be too many red flags. And the FBI agent, Scalia, I believe, who was working on it, he said, if you say it's impossible, I know you're full of shit. He's like that is that is so untrue. It's definitely yeah. not impossible. So if yeah. that's what you're saying to me, bullshit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, really quick before we go to you, listen to Sturgill Simpson. We were I talking did. about him. I did uh, a couple weeks ago. What'd you think? The man has three albums. Yeah, his last album is his best album. Right. Um, to me, he had a a country like country rock version of Van Morrison. That's what I felt. Oh, interesting. I've never yes. heard that. He had he had just this vibe about him. Um, and I like his stuff. Yeah, I liked, especially his third album. I really liked his third album. Right. His first album was a little bit. Eh, I didn't really care for it. Second album was better. Yeah, uh, but you could tell he was progressing. I didn't realize he was like brand brand new. Like, oh yeah, he just came out in like 2014 or yeah. something. Yeah, but such so, an original sound, and of course an original songwriter too, writing all his own material, and that sound is just so country. But it's not this fake country that people are putting out too. You know, he's yeah. not he's not ter- wearing the ripped jeans and cowboy boots like he did a he did a Austin City Limits wearing a, you know jeans and New Balance sneakers. It was yeah. just it's kind of funny. He's just he is a kind of an original. Yeah, and I he's very him. popular now. I liked him. And then right after that, I ended up listening to the Guess Who yeah. uh, Canadian band. Um, Def, I didn't realize they took such a hiatus, like from nineteen, I think eighty two or eighty three, and then they didn't, they didn't. That, that's basically it. Yeah. And then they came back, like they started releasing albums again in like twenty eleven, but that was like remastered versions of what they did. Yeah. And then their last album, which is a brand new album that just came out last year, 
sounded like there were like the fucking darkness. Really? Do you remember that band? Yeah, I do. And I'm listening to it. I'm like, how the fuck is this the guess who? Like, like really kind of high pitched, high tempo high, screaming. High pitched yeah. uh, singer and like. I believe in a thing called love. Yeah, yeah. Is that and, the darkness? Yes, okay. yes. And like, <laughs> Sorry, everybody. I have to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> it's karaoke time. Um, and I'm like, listening. I'm like, this isn't the guess who. There's no fucking way. And I go and look it up. And the drummer has the fucking rights to the band name. And he decided to go on as the and, guess who. Oh, my God. Because he has the rights. And he he put this lineup around him of like like younger guys. And that's what they've gone with. But the problem is, I understand you got to uh, evolve as a musician. But at the same time, the guests who have been around for how many years? Like, yeah. when you listen to Guess Who, you're expecting a certain sound. And it's Burton Cummings sound. It's not even Randy no. Bachman's sound. Yeah, exactly. It's Burton Cummings. And I was like, I was in shock by that. I was like, what the fuck did I just listen well, to? Well, I understand the business decision in keeping that name. But you gotta, you got to be, you know... Uh, it, I think it's intellectually honest with yourself in that instance. If you change most of the band and you are no longer the guess who from the previous 30 years, then you're not the guess who anymore. It, and this is this has happened before Guns N' Roses. Yeah. Uh, is it Axel owns the name? Right, yeah. And then he puts all these guys, uh, to be quite honest, Guns N' Roses is Slash, buddy. Yeah. That's like, his yeah. sound is Guns N' Roses. Your but voice... you can argue that his voice is equally as important. Yeah. I don't know. It's pretty important. Yeah, uh, yeah like maybe. But yeah. you still need Slash. They should. They, I, if I was them, I would split it. No, I would split that band equally. All members are important in that band. Um, who else did it? The Doors. Ray Manzarek owned the name and then went fucking weird with it after uh, yeah. Morrison died. Well, he's and drugs. And, and yeah, yeah. And I was just like, oh, yeah. okay. But yeah, that that surprised me. But Sergio Simpson, going back to him, yeah. uh, I was pleasantly surprised. Uh, and yeah, he's got a very Van Morrison type vibe to him which yeah. i enjoyed yeah i've never I like, heard him like, compared like that. i like van morrison for sure yeah yeah and a lot of uh what was i gonna say about him i i really like his second album there too it's he has a lot of lyrics that you don't find in normal songs like yes. he, what, his, one of his songs starts out I, I i seen jesus play with flames in a ring of fire that i was standing in yeah and you're like okay interesting start to the song and then as it goes in he starts mentioning you know marijuana lsd psilocybin dmt you're like oh it's a song about drugs i get yeah. it now yeah yeah, yeah yeah i'm with you now i'm yeah. with you now yeah. yeah so i like him um okay well that's been our episode for this week thank you very much for listening we will be back next week with probably another short episode um this upcoming weekend is the players weekend in mlb so i'm sure there's gonna be awful nicknames that'll make me fucking angry so i'll probably rant about that god has that been a year since we ranted about it, that last time it's been yeah it was one of our it was one of our first, that was one of our first, ones. first or second episodes um actually uh next week will be a year just over a year since we've uh next week will be the 14th we started last year on August 12th. Wow. So it'll be a year that this podcast will be going on, and we don't hate each other yet. So that's pretty good. We'll have to celebrate with a beverage. <laughs> that's right. On air, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much for listening, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. See you next week.